It's episode 201 of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. On this episode, the 2021 Ohio High School Athletic Association's girls basketball playoff brackets have been set. Find out where, when, and who your school will be playing as we wind down the winter season. It's not on Dayton Radio, it's on the local Sunday Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. This is a weekly audio podcast that covers all sports in Dayton and Cincinnati, Ohio, and covers areas from Norfolk, Kentucky, and the Ohio River up to Lima and Allen County, from Richmond, Indiana, and the surrounding Whitewater Valley region to Madison County and surrounding areas. If you want local sports, this is your source. To find your favorite way of listening to this podcast, as well as visiting the Tee Public and Redbubble shops and find the latest episodes, please visit sindaypod.com. This opening theme was created with the Splash app. It's time for another episode with your host, Lee W. Mowen. Welcome back, listener. This is episode 201. Just to give you a little taste on what's to come in the next few episodes. Well, we're going to dedicate one episode for each girls basketball, boys basketball, and ice hockey playoffs in the state of Ohio. We're going to focus on the Southwest Ohio teams and a few Northwest Ohio teams. Normally, that's your Shelby County, Auglaize County, maybe a little Mercer County mixed in there. You get the picture. If they're in the Miami Valley or in the tri-state area, we're talking about them. So again, great to have you aboard. And this episode will focus on OHSAA girls basketball playoffs. Hard to believe they start, what is it, next week? Something close to that? Yeah, it's, it's here. Playoffs. Will we have a full slate of playoff games where we award state titles? I certainly hope so. But... We'll talk about the brackets, and things will have to kind of happen as they do. But first, some important news for sports fans and video game fans, and sports video game fans even. Ooh, because yes, they do exist. This is from SportsCenter. You know SportsCenter, it's on ESPN. It goes doo-doo-doo, doo-doo-doo. This is from Twitter, again, at SportsCenter. Breaking news, EA Sports is rebooting its college football series for next-generation consoles. The announcement ends the hiatus that the game has taken since then-Michigan quarterback Denard Robinson appeared on the cover of NCAA Football 14. So, yeah, that is huge news. Normally, video game, uh, sports video games that have years in them come out, it's like car models, you know, you get the 2022 this year, and then next year, your 2023s. Sports games are like that, but that's not the important part. What is the important part? EA Sports. Put it on the Switch or I revolt. And yes, I know, your main video game fans have either the Xbox or the PlayStation 5. Fine consoles. But why are sports games just not there for Nintendo Switch? Is it because of the fact it's a console where you could play on your big screen TV with it, and then when you're done looking at your big screen TV and you want to take it somewhere else, 
you take the Switch with you and play on the go. Is it something to that effect where maybe you can't get the rights absorbed like that? I don't know. Is it because Nintendo and EA Sports aren't, you know, having a good relation right now? I don't know that. Or maybe just because EA Sports thinks, nah, people on Nintendo don't want sports games. So there you go. Maybe it's too difficult to program a game on the Switch. I, I, I don't know any of that. So hopefully that will be coming. Although I did see on Twitter that we might have to wait a few years for it to come out. I think two years is the first estimate I saw. But big news there. You're going through seven, eight years without college football on a video game console. I mean, you you have a very passionate college football base no matter where you go. It's a big sport to follow. And in Southwest Ohio, that's no exception. Definitely have your UC Bearcats fans, your Miami Redhawks fans, and you got your faithful Dayton Flyer fans. I mean, great, great folks that follow Southwest Ohio sports. Now, the big question is, with this new NCAA football game, how far down the ladder will EA Sports go? Is it just Division I? What is it now? FBS? Yeah. Football Bowl something, something dark side. No. Um, FBS will go down to FCS. I like it when it was Division 1, Division 1 AA, and Division 1 AAA. Double uh, A would be your FCS, and one AAA would be your teams like the Dayton Flyers, where there's no scholarships given, but you still play the sport, and you're in Division One. I don't know. I mean, that'd be great to have all three Division One local teams on there. It'd be great to have Central State on there. There's a ton of local schools. There's a ton of local college football teams, and unfortunately, this fall we didn't get to talk about them because of the fact that you know COVID. And it kind of wiped out a lot of programs. So, big news for those that like playing their sports ball on a console. And like I mentioned, Xbox and PlayStation, great consoles. I mean, the PlayStation controller is revolutionary. And, you know, seeing the demo on it on YouTube, it's just it's amazing what that console could do. And Xbox, what they're doing with the... Uh, backwards capability with the games and even if you don't buy like the big uh, Xbox Series 1X you, it doesn't matter what copy of the game you buy you can play it on the S which is cheaper it doesn't have the most impressive stats whereas the X it's you know it loads games faster stuff like that so college football back etched on to game disc awesome Again, I hope the Nintendo Switch is included this time, but yeah, if you go into your video game stores or Walmart or where have you, you look at the Nintendo Switch category and just, there's not a lot of sports games. I think there's like three, and EA Sports haven't made them. They're like third parties, and I don't know if 2K's even made them. Actually, I'll take that back. I know they did, because Damian Lillard's on the cover of one, and it's 2K. At least I think it is. I hope I'm right on that, but there you go. So good news there, and now we'll jump in to OHSAA Girls Basketball Playoff Brackets for 2021. Of course, four divisions across the state. We're focusing on Southwest Ohio and some of Northwest. We'll tell you about the local schools, and we'll start with Division One, Region 4. 
For those that are not in the know of Ohio High School Athletics, the lower the number you are, which Division One's the lowest, the bigger the school you are. So if you're Division One, you have the massive schools. If you're Division Four, you got the tiny schools. But you know what? From Division One through Four, there's great teams, great players, and there's great action no matter which division you root for. So we're going to cover all of them here today. And then once the boys' basketball draw, we'll record another episode, upload that, ice hockey, same thing, and maybe wrestling and swimming. Just really depends how everything bounces out. We'll start off with Division One, Region 4, and all the districts are through Princeton. You know, yours truly got to see Princeton gym for the first time. That thing is huge. That's a huge gymnasium. It's beautiful. Of course, I saw it for wrestling, but that doesn't change the fact that it's massive, and it's a great, great building there. You know, I I, I know there's a lot of great arenas. Lakota West, they have a girls' basketball tournament towards the start of the season, or Thanksgiving, I should say. Fairfield's got a nice place. Lakota East isn't bad. You know, if you wanted to hold your own tournament, those rinks or those courts are mighty fine. I keep saying rinks because I'm used to hockey rink, but, you know, I'll try to stop that. Let's start with Princeton 1, Division 1, Region 4. And, again, if you don't know, Region 4 is your southwest Ohio area. Division 1 is mostly your northeast. Region 2 has both northwest districts in it and then a couple more northeast. And Region 3 is mostly Columbus wrapped around there, sometimes uh, Athens and Southeast Ohio. But again, Princeton 1 will start there, and we will start off February 13th, that's Saturday at 10.30. It will be number 7 Loveland and the Tigers facing fellow Eastern Cincinnati Conference foe and number 29 Anderson and the soon-to-be-renamed Redskins. In fact, from fellow broadcaster Jason Grafer and working with him, a couple nights ago at Fairfield, he mentioned that Anderson is soon picking a new name. If you want to hear about that story, go back. I think we talk about it with the interview with Dominic Guzzler, the big ragu. But there you go. So whoever wins the Tigers-Redskins game February 13th at 10.30 will get to face on the 17th, Wayton Woods, another ECC foe, the Warriors of the 22nd seed, and that'll be at 5. I believe all these games at Princeton will be at Princeton High School. Pull up the site's contact info. Actually, no, this is at Harrison. It would be nice if it said, this is at Harrison. I guess that means the end of the bracket towards the end of the sectional, you play the sectional finals at Princeton. That's what I'm guessing. So again, Loveland will host Anderson at Harrison towards the end of the state, and the game with Witten Woods and the winner of, why do we keep doing that? Witten Woods and Anderson Loveland will be at Harrison. Further down the bracket, Lebanon's got to buy the Warriors of Lebanon, the sixth seed. We're not playing until the 17th in the playoffs at 7.30. I believe this is also at Harrison. Yes, it is. Who will Lebanon play? Well, on February 13th at 11 a.m., it will be 14-seeded 
Ursuline Academy taking on 13-seeded Western Brown. That seems to be a very good battle on February 13th at 11 a.m. This game's at Lakota East High School instead of Harrison High School. It'd be weird if you just have a 30-minute game between Harrison and Loveland and then, hey, Western Brown and Ursuline Academy get in there. So that's the top of the bracket. The winner of that bracket plays... On February 22nd at 5, this should be at Princeton. No, this is at Harrison again. And whoever wins the top side of the bracket will play at Princeton. And they'll take on the bottom side of the bracket, which will start now. So, back to Division 1. Princeton won on February 13th at noon. The number 2 seeded Centerville Oaks get number 16, Stebbins. This will be at Vandalia Butler High School, the Student Activity Center. Great gym. Although I mostly know it as a wrestling arena rather than basketball, but it's a good basketball arena too, trust me. So Centerville will take on Stebbins. A little further a trip for the Elks compared to Stebbins. Stebbins isn't that far off, are they? Sure, let's say that. Winner of Centerville-Stebbins, the 2 versus 16, will get 17-seeded Piqua on February 16th. At 5.30, this again also at Vandalia Butler High School. And the very bottom of the Princeton 1 bracket, you'll have number 5, Tecumseh. Great season for the Arrows. On the 13th of February at 2.30, they'll get the 13-seeded Zinia Buccaneers. This will be also at Butler High School after Centerville Stebbins. And the winner of Zinia Tecumseh will play the 16th at 8 against the number 11-seeded Franklin Wildcats at Butler High School. Again, the sectional final will be played at Princeton. The semifinal will be at Butler, whereas the top part of the bracket was at Harrison. So that's Princeton 1. Winner of Princeton 1 will get the Princeton 2 winner, and the teams participating in that bracket are as follows. We start off with the three teams with buys. Number 5, Edgewood. Great season for the Cougars. Number 33, Western Hills in the Mustangs. And number 27, Marcy McCauley. We'll start at the top of the bracket as number 19, Lakota East, on the 13th of February at 1. We'll get number 28, Fairfield. This game will be at Harrison High School. And the winner of Lakota East Fairfield will play the 18th of the month at 5 against Edgewood. Edgewood with a bye. This will be at Lakota East High School. So it's possible... If Lakota East holds off Fairfield, they'll have a home game against the Edgewood Cougars. Although Edgewood, very, very strong team this year. In the middle part of this bracket, the top side of the bracket, you'll have number 11, Sycamore, go against number 17, Little Miami. A sharing of the green and gold colors. The Aves against the Panthers. Again, February 13th at 1.30. This will be at Lakota East. And at 4 o'clock, same day on the 13th, it will be number 9, Colerain, going against number 16, Harrison, again at Lakota East High School. Now we go to the bottom of the bracket. Again, we mentioned Western Hills and Mercy McCauley have the buys. Who will Western Hills face on the 18th at 5? Well, they're going to have to wait a little bit. As the 32nd seed Middletown Minis, a tough year for Middletown, no wins. And from the standings I saw yesterday, the Minis have scored about, uh, what was it, 19 points a game on average. So yeah, tough year for MHS, but the Middies get the top seed, 
Mount Notre Dame, led by head coach Dr. Scott Rogers. It's not very often where you say the head coach is a doctor. And I don't know if that's medical or degree why or doctorate, but there you go. It's the number one seed, Mount Notre Dame. By the way, they've won their fourth straight GGCL crown. That's Greater Girls Catholic League. And the winner of Mount Notre Dame Middletown will play Western Hills. Mount Notre Dame Middletown will happen at Harrison High School. And then the game against Western Hills will also be at Harrison, just on a different day. Now, Milford and Turpin. That's a nice matchup there. Milford, the 18th seed. Turpin, the 8th seed. That will be at Harrison High School. A little bit of a trip for both Eastern Cincinnati schools, Turpin and Milford on... I'm sorry, I've been saying it wrong. Milford on the eastern side of 275 in Cincinnati. They'll make the long trek towards the state of Indiana and take on each other at 6 o'clock February 13th. And then five days later, the winner of Milford Turpin will get Mercy McGauley, the 27th seed Mercy McGauley squad at 7.30 back at Harrison. And that is Princeton 2 for you. Now we look on the other side. The winner of Princeton 3 gets the winner of Princeton 4, and Princeton 3's bracket spreads out like this. So we have one by team on the top and one on the bottom, just two that do not have to play in the opening weekend of the playoffs. That will be number 10, Walnut Hills, and number 19, Fairborn. We'll start at the top. That seems like a good place. And these games start February 9th, so not February 13th, they start next week, a little bit later. We will start with the game that is not on the 9th. It's the 10th as number 12 Monroe gets number 15 West Claremont. The Hornets and the Wolves will get to battle at Lakota East High School. Again, on the 10th at 5. On the 9th of 5, you have St. Ursula Academy, the 20th seed St. Ursula Academy, battling number 21 Oak Hills. Again, at Lakota East at 5. And on the ninth, after that game, another GMC battle as number four Princeton battles number 30 Hamilton. So that'll be 7.30 there. Winner of St. Ursula and Oak Hills takes on the winner of Princeton Hamilton. We, Jason and I on the broadcast at Fairfield mentioned that Princeton has a pretty nice road in Princeton 3. But first, they got to get past number 30 Hamilton or else, you know, you can just talk about it all you want, but if you don't win, you can't advance. The winner of West Claremont Monroe gets number 10, Walnut Hills, on the 16th at 5, again at Lakota East. You know, I like going into Lakota East. It was my first trip into the gym of Lakota East. Just, it feels like when you walk into the big high school, there's also a freshman campus. It feels like you're walking into like this big train station. I don't know what it is. Just there's a huge skyline on top. It's it's a beautiful campus, and then you go in the gym. Just bam, it's right there. So, like I said, I've enjoyed my time Lakota East. And if you haven't seen, I mean, if you haven't seen any high school gym, and you want to travel and go see them, go see them because everyone, every gym, every school provides a different experience, and I think that's what. I like about getting a chance to travel and broadcast around Southwest Ohio. So we mentioned on the bottom side of the bracket, Fairborn, the 19-seeded Skyhawks. They get the lone bye. So the Skyhawks will wait until the 18th of the month at 5, and they'll get to play at Troy High School. 
And the foe that Fairborn might face, it could be number 18 Springfield or number one Huber Heights Wayne. Let me tell you about Huber Heights Wayne. They were in the driver's seat for the G-Walk title. Centerville did hand them their first league loss of the season. Then they had another game against Springboro. And wow, Wayne smashed the Panthers 72-39. And somehow that's not reflecting on the standings. Why is that not? Oh, that's... Wait, why is the Springboro game not counted, but Centerville's loss is? That's weird. So, okay, if the win does count, Wayne is 7-1, tied with Centerville's mark, and the two teams will play again, it looks like, at Centerville on the 6th. But you didn't come here for that. Wayne and Centerville and Springboro have been your top three G-Walk girls basketball teams. The Tremendous season that all three of those teams had. Wayne's been getting it done with offense and some pretty nice defense as well. Although Springboro has allowed the least amount of points in the G-Walk. Wayne, just about 40 points per game on conference and non-conference side. So, and the Warriors have scored 70 points a game. Whereas Centerville, 59 points a game. Springboro, 50. So there you go. Warriors have been really hammering it with offense. So, Wayne gets Springfield. Where will that be at? Well, that's at Troy High School. You know, it's weird seeing G-Walk, a G-Walk playoff matchup at a former G-Walk school now in the Miami Valley League. You know, it's just if we didn't have all these restrictions where these leagues decided no non-conference games, although that's now being you know, stretched out. We do see some non-conference games out there. You know, what would what could have been? You know, it could be a nice G Walk versus Miami Valley League matchup. Maybe Miami Valley League says, nah. But there you go. So Wayne Springfield on the thirteenth at eleven at Troy. Winner will play five days later at Troy against Fairborn. The bottom side of the bracket will feature at six thirty PM on the thirteenth at Tecumseh High School. It'll be number nine Vandalia Butler going against number eight Troy. And on the bottom side of the bracket, 13th at 1.30 at Troy High School, you will have the 10-seeded Beaver Creek Beavers go against the 7-seeded Sydney Yellow Jackets. The end of the brackets, the semifinals, sectional semifinals, Troy and Lakota East, and the sectional final is at Princeton. And now we talk Princeton 4. And then we'll look at Region 2's Northwest to tell you the local schools in there before heading to Division 2. So in Princeton 4, you have Mason, Bellbrook, and Fairmont with first-round buys. We'll start at the top of the bracket. Again, a good place for it. We start off with the 23rd-seeded Seton team taking on number 24, Wilmington. This will be February 10th at 7.30 at Lakota East. Whenever Seton Wilmington gets number 2, Mason, the team in the driver's seat for the GMC Girls Basketball Crown. And the Comets will take on the winner of Seton Wilmington at Lakota East on the 17th at 5. Uh, sticking with the top of the bracket, your next two games on the 11th at 5 and 7.30. And these will be at Lakota East as well. We'll start off with 
Number 31 with throw going against number 3 Lakota West and the Firebirds. And then after that, number 25 Oxford Talawanda gets number 26 Kings Mills Kings. Not to be confused with Queens Mills Queens because, you know, that's a place that exists. But there you go. Seton Wilmington will then play Mason. Winner of Withrow and Lakota West versus Talawanda and Kings on the 17th. 5 and 7.30. Again, the sectional final will be at Princeton. The semifinal will be at Lakota East for this side of the bracket. Now on the bottom, again, Bellbrook and Fairmont have the buys. The Golden Eagles, the six-seeded Golden Eagles, will play on the 16th at 5. They'll wait five days. After the result of number four, Miamisburg against number 12, West Carrollton. Old 25 battle. All right. I like it. This will be at five and this will be at Troy. You know, you can make the argument that 25A, well, 25A is old 25. But, you know, you were to see Miamisburg, West Carrollton around there. But, hey, COVID. But you can see it in the playoffs. Winner of the Vikings Pirates gets the Golden Eagles. Right now, Miamisburg has the fourth seed. Funny story about Bellbrook. Checking up on their record now. But there was a time where Bellbrook's only loss was to Miamisburg. Miamisburg's had a good year. Bellbrook, okay, they got two losses now due to the Golden Eagles. Perfect 10-0 in league play. The second loss was at Tecumseh, who's also had a good year, like I previously mentioned. Outside that... Clean sweep throughout for the Golden Eagles. So it should be very interesting to see. And also, Bellbrook's got a game at Trotwood. Trotwood's not part of any league, but it'll be a nice test. So, Bellbrook's having a good year. And it looks like they'll win the Southwestern Crown. They're two losses better than Valley View in second place. And then it's kind of a big dog pack for third. And then Brookville 0-9. Just to go over Monroe 4-3, Franklin 4-5, Oakwood 3-4, Eaton 3-9, and, and then Brookville 0-9. Buckeye's not doing too bad. It looks like Prelashani fell a game, and now Middletown Masson has claimed the top spot in the Buckeye division, which is your smaller schools in the SWBL. I just realized this is the last year where we can say Small school, big school divisions in SWBL because it's going to be West-East. With the exodus of Preble Shawnee, Milton Union, Dixie, and Northridge. So right now, Mohawks in the driver's seat for the Buckeye. So that's your look at Bellbrook. Now we look at Kettering Fairmont, the 14-seeded Firebirds. I think they lost a lot of talent from years gone by, but it's still weird to look at the G-Walk standings like, oh, Fairmont's at the basement. Because normally Fairmont girls basketball is pretty darn ace. Not this year, however. But the winner of the Northmont Thunderbolts and the Springboro Panthers will face Kettering Fairmont. Northmont and Springboro play the 11th right after West Carrollton Miamisburg. Again at Troy High School on Staunton Road. And Fairmont will play at Troy. And that wraps up Princeton 4. That's your look at Division 1, Region 4, all Southwest schools. Now we look at the two Northwest districts there in Region 2 with Northeast 6 and Northeast 5. From what I looked on one of them, there was just one local team to talk about. Double-checking on that. And yes, 
It will be number 11, Wapakoneta, on the 18th of February. They get a first-round bye. In fact, in the first round, there's just the one game, Sandusky and Toledo start. So Wapakoneta, the 11th seed of Wapakoneta Redskins, get number 16, Mansfield, Mass, and Comp. And this will be the 18th of February at Wapakoneta. So pretty nice distance for the Redskins to go. It's called Go to Your School. There you go. Northwest two-time. Let's load her up and see if we can find more local schools to talk about. First round action, Lima Senior. I know I mentioned Miami Valley schools, but we always end up talking about Lima because why not? Lima Senior, the 13th-seeded Spartans, will get number 18 Bowling Green on the 15th at 7 at Lima Senior Gymnasium. All these locations are in capitals. I feel like this thing is yelling at me. Finley is a little bit out of the area, but since we talk about the Trojans a lot for hockey, in case you're wondering, the Trojans are the 7th seed. They'll play on the 18th against Sylvania Southview, the 10th seed, at Finley. So, yeah, I hope I didn't miss any Division One schools in Northwest, well, in the Miami Valley, in the Northwest, but I don't think I did. Because if you think about it, there's not a lot of big schools up there, per se. I mean, you know, a lot of your schools are smaller because they're not big cities. And now we'll move on to Division 2. Now in Region 8, again, normally it's the last number to represent Southwest Ohio sports. You have Mason 3 versus Central 2 and Mason's 2 and 1. Looking for Northwest? Well, not really seeing any. I think the closest will be Central We'll take a gander, see if there's any local sports there. But let's start with Mason 1. Seems like a good place to start. 1. So looking at the bracket, again, like Princeton, where all the games will end at Princeton, the sectional semi uh, sectional finals, rather. These will be at Mason High School. So we'll start off with Mount Healthy, Batavia, Springfield Northwestern, and Tip City, Tippecanoe. All getting first-round buys, meaning they'll wait a little bit before playoffs begin. Let's start at the top of the bracket. We will start off with a good Cincinnati Battle Hill on the 13th at 9.30 in the morning. Number four, Hughes, gets number six, Taylor. This will be at West Claremont High School. Actually, that's a good question. Where is Hughes exactly in terms of Cincinnati, Ohio? You know, that's the one thing. There's a lot of schools that I know about, but there's a few that I'm like, where are you at again? I know where Taylor is. It's by the river. It's part of the Southwest School District, along with Harrison in Cincinnati Hills. Right off Clifton Avenue. Hmm. And I clicked something that I didn't mean to, so thanks for that. I do not like these maps, so... Yeah, Hughes High School right by Cincinnati. I thought it was a little bit west, but there you go. I learned something today. Anyway, it'll be a little bit of a trip for Taylor and Hughes as they go to the eastern side of Cincinnati. So, Hughes-Taylor, the winner of that game, gets number three, Mount Healthy, also at West Claremont High School. We move on to the middle of the bracket. Batavia gets the bye. 
By the way, Hughes-Taylor, the 13th at 930. Mount Healthy takes on that winner in the 18th at 5. We move on to 12 o'clock on February 13th. We have number 2 Summit Country Day going against number 7 Wyoming. And the Silver Knights and Cowboys will face at West Claremont High School at noon. Winner of the Summit Country Day Wyoming game will get number 11 Bactavia on the 18th at 7.30, also at West Claremont. Winner of the top side of the bracket will then play at West Claremont before the top side of the bracket will play at Mason against the bottom side of the bracket for the sectional final. We'll talk about Dayton Carroll and Belfountain Benjamin Logan. Carroll, the two seed, the Patriots, taking on the Raiders, the 12th seed. On the 11th of 5.30, this will be at Tecumseh High School. And following that game, you'll have number 10 Stivers go against number 6 Kenton Ridge, also at Tecumseh. And the winner of Carol Benjamin Logan gets Northwestern on the 16th of 5.30, also at Tecumseh. And Tippecanoe will wait Stivers or Kenton Ridge, also at Tecumseh, which isn't that far away for the Red Devils. So that's Mason 1. Let's move on to Mason 2. 1 and 2 will battle for the Region 8 semifinal. We'll start off with the teams with a bye, just 2 in Mason 2. Graham and Ponitz. I haven't seen anyone say Ponitz Tech, but you know maybe it has changed. I just haven't seen any news about that. That's not important. What is important, on the 13th of February, starting at 11, you have number four Eaton go against number eleven Bell Fountain. This will be at Tecumseh at 1.30. After that, you'll have number three Trotwood Mass and go against number thirteen Springfield Shawnee, also at Tecumseh. And after that, at Tecumseh, will be number five Urbana going against number nine Greenville. Winner of Trotwood and Springfield Shawnee will get the winner of Greenville Urbana on the 18th at 8, also at Tecumseh. And Graham gets the winner of Eaton Bell Fountain at Tecumseh at 5.30 on the 18th. Moving on down to the bottom of the bracket, Ponitz will get the winner of Alter or Brookville. The Alter Knights, the 2 seed, Brookville the 13th seed, and this will be played at Middletown High School. They'll get to see that brand new gymnasium. It's quite nice. And from what I saw on Facebook from Middletown Athletics, they're putting up some of the classic athletic banners too, which that's a treat. That's always nice where you can show your accomplishments off like that. So well done, Middletown. Moving on further down the brackets, number one, Valley View, will make the short trip to Middletown, take on number 14, Thurgood Marshall. And number six, Goshen, gets Hamilton Ross. Alter Brookville, along with Valley View, Thurgood Marshall, and Goshen and Ross will play on the 13th, starting at 12, 2.30 and 5. Winner of The View and Marshall, and Goshen and Ross will square off on the 18th at 7.30. But before that, at Middletown, the winner of Alter and Brookville gets Punnets and the Golden Panthers. And that wraps up Mason 2. We now look at Mason 3. And we have Shamana Julien and Schroeder with the buys. Sometimes, I forget if it's on ScoreStream or just social media, I see Schroeder Pidea or something like that. It's just, where's that come from? Because it's the Schroeder Jaguars. Maybe it's part of the school. I don't know. Like I said, I don't pretend to know everything. I just tell you local sports because local radio doesn't. We'll start off with Chaminade Julien. They get to play on the 16th at 5 at Middletown, and they will take on the winner 
will play on the 8th at 5, number 4, Hamilton Baden, or number 12, Clinton Massey. This will be at Middletown High School. Now, further down the bracket on the 8th at 7.30 after Baden and Clinton Massey, you'll have number 9, Dunbar, go against number 3, Bishop Fenwick. And then on the 9th at 5, you'll have Middletown Masson go against Oakwood, and this will be played at Middletown. No, Middletown Masson and Masson are not the same schools. Middletown Masson's on the west end of town. Like, it's uh, it's it's not a suburb of Middletown, because that's not a thing that exists. Middletown's just a city, you know. Whereas Masson's the township, and it's on the west end. It's on top of the hill type of thing. I mean, that that's... That's still a pretty big advantage for Middletown Masson because you go down 122 and then there's the high school and bam, there you go. Actually, once upon a time, the old gym used to be near downtown and even a shorter trip. So there you go. A little bit of Middletown for you. Head towards the bottom of the bracket. We mentioned Schroeder's got the bye, but before we tell you who the Jaguars play, on the 13th, starting at 2.30, this is at West Claremont High School again. We'll have number one, Roger Bacon, against number 12, Woodward. And the winner of the Spartans and the Bulldogs of Woodward will get to play Schroeder on the 16th at 5. And this will also be at West Claremont. Now the last two first-round matchups will feature number eight, Nick McNicholas, against number nine, North College Hill. That's 5 o'clock on the 11th at West Claremont. And shortly thereafter, number 13, New Richmond, goes against number 5, Indian Hill. Winner of McNicholas, North College Hill, will take on the winner of New Richmond and Indian Hill, West Claremont High School. And again, Schroeder would take on the winner, Roger Bacon Woodward. And that wraps up Mason 2. Make it Mason 3. I'm sorry, we already covered Mason 2. So now we go to Central 2 in Region 8. And there are a lot of Central Ohio teams, but because they're in Region 8, let's go ahead and tell you. So, on the 19th, wow, 19th, that is a long time to wait. At 7 p.m. will be number 2 Bishop Hartley going against number 16 Utica at the Dick Geyer Gymnasium on Zettler Road in Columbus. Now, I'm going to have to do a little research, so give me a second to pull that up, and I'll let you know what that is on the campus of Westland High School in Columbus. Okay, so that's Westland High School hosting Bishop Harpley Utica. And at the better-seeded team will be the next game on the 24th. Right after that game, actually, this is also a 7 o'clock game. This is at Dick Torbert Gymnasium in Newark. I have to assume this is Newark High School. No? Licking Valley High School. Okay. So this is Licking Valley High School. Okay. At Licking Valley High School, the number seven seeded Panthers get number 12, Buckeye Valley. Whitehall Yearling, the fourth seeded Whitehall Yearling squad, will get to host number 13, Lakewood. And number five, Heath, will host Beechcroft. Five versus 11. Actually, this is at Heath High School. Okay. It, it said Licking on it. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. So, a little bit different of a setup, whereas in Southwest Ohio, it seems like you can't play in your own gym because, you know, that'd just be a home game. Whereas in Central 2, meh. And I'll keep going on until the Region 8 tournament. Mason 3's winner will get Central 2's winner. 
So now we double check, make sure I haven't missed anything in terms of Northwest Ohio. Doesn't look like it. Let's move to Division 3. Region 12 will have Springfields 1, 2, and 3, and Central 2 again. And there is a Shelby district, so we'll start with Region 10. Unless this is Shelby, Ohio, not Shelby County. And it is Shelby, Ohio, not Shelby County. Wow. Why didn't I see that coming? I don't know. But we'll start with Springfield 1, Region 12. And you can find all these OHSAA.org. Northridge has the bye start off our Division 3 bracket in Springfield 1. The Polar Bears will wait until the 16th at 5.30. Their foe will be the winner, playing February 13th at noon, as number 3 Anna gets number 16 Greenview. This will be at Covington High School. And the winner of the Rockets and Rams gets Northridge at Covington High School, which Northridge getting a Sneak preview of what Covington's high school looks like because they're going to be league foes next year. Towards the middle of the bracket, we got Indian Lake, the 11th seeded Indian Lake Lakers, taking on number 13 Dixie and the Greyhounds. That will be at Covington on the 11th at 5.30. And afterwards, in very, very small print, you got my hometown, West Alexandria, Twin Valley South Panthers, the 17th seeded TVS Panthers, going against number two, Arcanum. At Covington. That is super, super small. Normally, it's not even that small. Yes, I know. That's five words, and that's probably the most you'll come across in these brackets, but still. It just makes me feel super old reading that. So let's... Actually, before that, on the 16th at 8, the winner of Twin Valley South Arcanum and the winner of Indian Lake Dixie will battle... And then the winner of Anna slash Greenview and Northridge will battle on the 22nd at 5.30. This game being at Covington. And at the end, it will be at Springfield High School. Towards the bottom of the bracket, Blanchester and Clark Montessori have buys. Blanchester will wait till the 18th to play their first playoff game. The Wildcats, the 14th seeded squad. They'll take on the winner of number 2 Williamsburg or number 15 Deer Park on the 13th at 10 at Fairfield High School. It's a nice gymnasium, Fairfield. Just came from there the other day. Beautiful setup. I mean, we got some really good gyms in Cincinnati, Dayton, Ohio. Winner of Williamsburg Deer Park gets Blanchester on the 18th at 5.30. This should also be at Fairfield, and yes, indeed it is. Clark Montessori will wait until the 18th after the Blanchester and the Williamsburg Deer Park winner. Seven Hills in Georgetown, the G-Women are the 5th seeded team. Seven Hills and the Stingers are the 13th seeded. They'll play after Williamsburg Deer Park at Fairfield at 12.30. And then the winner will play the 18th against Clark Montessori and the Cougars on the 12th at 8. And that is Springfield 1. I forgot I opened up a new tab like a smart person. We're going to skip to Springfield 3 just because Springfield 3 takes on Springfield 1. Not because I wanted to skip numbers and just make everyone even more angry. We'll have number one, Purcell Marion, the Cavaliers, take on the Reading Blue Devils on the 13th of three. That will be at Fairfield High School. Winner of Purcell Marion Reading gets number 17, Finneytown, on the 16th of 5.30, also at Fairfield. And we'll have Gamble Montessori, the 10th seeded Gamble Montessori Gators, take on Claremont Northeastern at 8 o'clock. And that will be at Fairfield as well. Winner of 
Clark Montessori and Claremont Northeastern gets Madeira, the 11th seed at Amazons. And that'll be the 16th at 8, also at Fairfield. On the bottom of the bracket, you'll have Carlisle and Versailles with first-round buys. I've seen the Carlisle girls basketball team quite a few times for TKDS Sports. Good team. And the Indians will wait until the 18th to play their first playoff game. Who will they play? Well, it will be the winner of number 9 National Trail or number 12 Milton Union. That will be the third time that the Bulldogs do defeat National Trail that Carlisle Milton Union will face off. National Trail Milton Union will play on the 13th at 11 at Northridge. At Johnstown Northridge? Oh. No. Because this is that's the AD for Northridge, so that's the wrong address. They're playing in Northridge and Dayton. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say. If National Trail Milton Union have to go to Columbus to play, I'm just like, okay, Carlisle, you wait until the bottom of the bracket. But uh, there you go. No, that's a Northridge. Just at the wrong address. The other game at Northridge on the 13th. This is a 130. Number 7 Bethel gets number 5 Preble Shawnee. For Bethel, that's not too far of a trip. For Preble Shawnee, they're used to the gym. And again, that's the wrong address. The address says it's in Johnstown, Ohio. No, that is not the old name of New Lebanon. Although, yes, it was. This is Johnstown, Central Ohio. So, wrong Northridge there. And like I said, probably better for the few teams not to travel that far. Northridge has a pretty nice gymnasium. I know Northridge more for their track. Winner at Bethel and Preble Shawnee gets number six for sales on the 18th at 8. Also at Northridge High School. And that is Springfield 3. Now we look at Springfield 2. As the attack kitty Levi is looking out the window to try to chirp at birds again. He's been doing that a lot lately. You ever have a pet that just looks all derpy and it's like your pet's name.exe has stopped responding? Levi's been staring at the window all day just because of that. And it's cracked me up ever since. Anyway, back to the bracket because you want to hear about bracket stuff. We'll start off with the teams with buys in Springfield 2, Division 3. Springfield Northeastern, which really isn't in Springfield, but never mind. Norwood and East Clinton. Who will face the Northeastern Jets of not Springfield? That's not South Charleston, that's Southeastern, but they're not in Springfield. You know what? I'm going to prove myself wrong. High school... I know they're in Clark County, but, you know, they're not in Springfield. If they are, then I will eat several hats. Okay, waiting on it. No, I guess it's a Springfield address. It's just not in proper Springfield, so I guess I gotta go eat a hat now. Actually, I didn't realize how close it was to I-70. You know, when you head towards Columbus and, you know, head east that last ramp to 40 before you get to Columbus. I think it's like the first left when you head east. You head up, there's Northeastern. So, I'm wrong. I'm sorry, but it's just, I, I didn't think that's where Springfield was. Or, not Springfield, Northeastern. Sorry. I know where Springfield is. I get to go there to broadcast call uh, summer collegiate ball this summer. Hopefully. Anyway. Number one, West Liberty Salem. We'll play on the 13th at 2.30 against Number 20, Meadowdale, and they'll play at Covington. And Northeastern will face the winner at Covington on the 18th at 5.30. We'll have Dayton Christian, the 14th-seeded Warriors, 
on the 13th at 5, taking on number 10, Miami East, also at Covington. Again, for Miami East, they'll get to see, well, actually, <laughs> they're league foes already. They're going to still be league foes next year, so never mind. And number 15, Green gets number 8, Waynesville, also at Covington. Winner of Dayton Christian, Miami East, will get the winner of Green and Waynesville. And whoever wins that game gets the winner of Northeastern slash West Liberty Salem or Meadowdale. Bottom of the bracket, we have Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, succeeded CHCA, taking on number 10, Bethel Tate, at Wilmington High School. Actually, wait. Richardson Place. Is that the high school? Let's pull that up and see. There's a, there's a random arena on 71 and 68, I believe. No, this is a school. Okay. What am I thinking of? It's like, like here's a boat show and something. It's like right off 68. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? And thank goodness this pulled up to uh, Google Maps because the Apple Maps isn't very good. It still isn't very good. Roberts Center, that's what it was. And it's Richardson Place, so, you know, sue me for thinking that's the same thing. No, it's a convention center, you know, just at a truck stop, basically. Hurt's a really nice place, though. Anyway, it's at Wilmington High School, and, yeah. And the end of the bracket will be at Springfield, and Covington will host most of that bracket. That's the top of the bracket. Bottom of the bracket will be at Wilmington. Because every time I click site contact info to tell you where it is, it puts me up at the top of the bracket. Wonderful. Winner of CHCA Bethel Tate will get Norwood on the 16th at 5. And East Clinton will play right after that at Wilmington. Not too far of a trip for the Astros of East Clinton. Literally, it's just up the road on 22 and 3. Winner of Taft and Marymont will get to face the Astros. And Taft and Marymont, 8 versus 3, will play at Wilmington, the 13th at 1.30. Senators, the 8th seed, and Marymont, the Warriors, the 3 seed. I almost forgot what Marymont was. No, it's not Amazon's. That's uh, Madeira. I st that still blows my mind that it's different from Mustangs. But there you go. And we'll look at Central 2 because they are scheduled to play the winner of Springfield 2. We do have a few more local teams in here than what we did the first Central one. We'll stick with number 6, West Jefferson. They got a long way for the first playoff game. The 20th and 1, they'll get number 10, Marion Pleasant. This is at West Jefferson High School. Winner of that game will play at the better-seeded team site. So if West Jefferson wins and Fredericktown wins, they'll be at Fredericktown. And if Fredericktown doesn't win... It'll be at West Jefferson if they win. Because Liberty Union and Fairbanks are higher seeds than West Jefferson. And that's your local schools in there. Again, winner of Central 2 plays Springfield 2. And that is Division 3. Now let's move on to Division 4. Now this one, I believe, will have a lot more Northwest schools to talk about, even though Maybe it's Wapakoneta District. Maybe they are nice and they put in the Southwest Ohio schools because they should. That's where the line should be. Miami Valley. Once you get past Auglaze, you're in Northwest Ohio. That's how I look at it, but I don't know. I'm going to have a lot of arguments on that. Region 16 Division 4 has Troy 1, Troy 2, Troy 3, and the Wapakoneta District. We'll start with Wapakoneta. And we'll start off with Mount Victory Ridgemont playing on the 18th at 7 against number 8 Lima Central Catholic. 
Ridgemont and LCC will play at Ridgemont Gym in Mount Victory, Ohio. Winner of Ridgemont and Lima Central Catholic will play at Minster Elementary School Gym against the Wildcats on the 20th at 7 o'clock. In the middle of the Wapakoneta District bracket, we have number 4, Fort Recovery, and they'll play number 12, Harden Northern, on the 18th at 7. I believe this is... This is at Fort Recovery, okay. And New Bremen should host Waynesville Goshen the 18th at 7 o'clock. Again, it just seems like Southwest Ohio. You can't have your teams host the game, but everywhere else, nah, it's fine. Why is that? I don't know. So we move on to the bottom of the bracket. Two teams with buys, Upper Scioto Valley and Parkway. We'll start off with number three, Marion Local, against number 10, Ada. They will be at Marion Local on the 18th at The Hangar. It's funny because Marion Local is called the Flyers. No, they're not blue and red either. They're blue and gold. But still, I like how they go with the fly puns. If you're wondering why is a school in the middle of nowhere called the Flyers? Well, you know, when you have crops, you've got to dust them, you know, for pickles and everything. Not, not like the pickles you eat, but they're like, what are they? They're like spiky little things that ruin crops. I don't know. My pop taught me about this years ago before he died. So Mary Local Ada's winner will play on the 20th at the better-seeded team site against number 6 Parkway. So if Mary Local wins, they'll host another playoff game. If Ada pulls the upset at Mary Local, then it will be at Parkway. Upper Scioto Valley will play on the 20th at the better-seeded team site, but first, number 2 New Knoxville gets number 11 St. Henry on the 18th at 7 at New Knoxville. So if the Rangers win, it's at New Knoxville. If St. Henry wins, it's at St. Henry. Upper Scioto Valley doesn't get to host. In fact, the first possible... Actually, I don't think Upper Scioto Valley could host. Because they're the highest seed in the bottom of the Wapakoneta District bracket. And just in this bracket alone, so they can't host. So there you go. And it looks like Wapakoneta will be the sectional final place. Makes sense. It's the Wapakoneta district. We'll go with Troy 2 because that's who Wapakoneta's district winner will take on. We start off with number 7 Fairlawn against number 8 North Lewisburg Triad. I mean, yeah, technically it's north, but it's more east. Anyway, Fairlawn and Triad, they'll play on the 13th at noon at Sydney. And then the winner of Fairlawn Triad gets number 10 Jackson Center on the 18th, also at Sydney at 5.30 on the 18th. Next up will be number one, Fort Loramie, hosting number 12, Mississippi Valley at Sydney. Again, Fort Loramie, the top seed, Mississippi Valley, the 12th seed. Winner gets number 11, Ansonia, on the 18th at 8 at Sydney. On the bottom of the bracket, Euler from Cincinnati has a bye, and they'll wait until the 18th to take on either Cincinnati Country Day, now known as the Nighthawks, which, yes, we'll talk about that before we bid you adieu. And number 13, New Miami. This is at Monroe High School. It's nice to see uh, Eric Silverman, the AD at Monroe. Used to be the AD at Eaton when I was broadcasting for Gem City Sports. Great guy. Always liked it when uh, we talked. Always, you know, had great accommodations. But then again, there really hasn't been a school that's given me bad accommodations. There you go. So again, this is at Monroe, Cincinnati Country Day in New Miami. Winner gets Euler at Monroe. And then at the bottom of the bracket, no buys, but 
Number four, Fayetteville Perry gets number nine, Middletown Christian at Monroe. They will play on the 13th at 1.30. And Ripley Union, Lewis Huntington, John Jacob, Jingleheimer Schmidt. I'm sorry, I made that joke before. Ripley Union, Lewis Huntington. Which normally I think it's just called Ripley Union. I don't remember when it became four words. We could call it Rulk. Rulk? No, that's more of a K. Never mind. Ripley Union, the sixth seed, will get number five, Felicity Franklin, also at Monroe. And at the end, Troy High School awaits the Troy 2 semifinalists. Let's move on to Troy 1 and Troy 3. We'll go Troy 3 just to mix it up. There's also a Van Wart district. We'll talk about that since... Actually, I don't know if they're in the Miami Valley. I think they're north of the Miami Valley, but that's okay. So we'll start off with number 7, Cincinnati College Prep, taking on Miami Valley Christian Academy. My word. I swear this year they made the font extra small. Anyway, Miami Valley Christian Academy against Cincinnati College Prep, 3 versus 7. That should be a good battle on the 11th of 5.30. That'll be at Monroe. And Cedarville and the Indians, the three-seeded Cedarville squad, will await on the 16th at 5.30 to take on that winner. Cincinnati Christian also has a bye. They'll wait in 16th and head to Monroe at 8 to take on either number two Legacy Christian from Xenia or Lachlan from Lachlan. In case you're wondering where that village is, you know where 75 kind of splits off where North and South aren't together. That's Lachlan right there. I think the high school might be right on top of 75 South on the western side, but I could be wrong on that. Anyway, Lachlan and Legacy Christian, that's at Monroe. And the winner of the Panthers-Knights game gets Cincinnati Christian at Monroe on the 16th at 8. Lachlan and Legacy Christian will play on the 11th at 8 right after the Miami Valley Christian College Prep game. To the bottom of the bracket, Troy Christian and Covington have buys. Who will the Eagles and the Buccaneers play? Well, that's up next. On the 13th at 11, we will find out the winner of Springfield Catholic Central, the two-seeded Irish, going against the number 10-seeded Trojans of South Charleston, Southeastern local. It's supposed to be unlocal or something. This will be played at Brookville High School. So a little bit of a trip for Southeastern and Springfield Catholic Central, but Brookville's a nice gym. It's a nice area, too. Brookville's a nice neighborhood. Winner of that game will take on number 6, Troy Christian, on the 16th at 5, and this is also at Brookville High School. On the bottom, Covington will await the winner of number nine, Newton, or number three, Bradford. No, it's not the gas station in Tip City. I heard someone abbreviate Pleasant Hill. It's just P Hill. Like, really? Is Pleasant really that hard? I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I stutter and butcher words all the time on this podcast. Newton and Bradford, that's a cross-county conference matchup, mind you. They'll get to... Why did I do that? They'll get to play on the 13th of 130 at Brookville. And the winner of Newton and Bradford will get number four Covington, also at Brookville. And Troy waits the last two teams standing. And now Troy won, because we went backwards for some reason. We will start with number six, Riverside, taking on number four, Rushi, on the 11th of 5.30 at Sydney. Winner of Riverside, Rushi, will take on Layman Catholic on the 16th at 5.30, also at Sydney. So, not a bad trip for Layman Catholic. Their school is on the north end of Sydney. Sydney's at the south end of Sydney. So, not bad. Riverside's from Dayton. Rushi is from 
The Viver sales, actually. I thought they were more further up north, but no, they're not. So, it could be worse. Riverside's got the... Oh, I'm sorry, that's the Graf Riverside. It's too many. I'm thinking Riverside the Village. I'm sorry. We have number five, Halson. They'll wait a couple days for the winner of number three, Mechanicsburg, or number two, Buckins. Two and three, that's not bad. And they'll be playing Sydney on the 11th at 8 after the Graf, Riverside, and Rushi. And Halson will wait on the 16th at 8 for that winner. Again at Sydney. Bottom of the bracket. We will have Tri-Village, the number one seed. Patriots will take on number 10, East Dayton Christian, which I believe they're now in the OHSAA, which is pretty nice. The Tri-Village, East Dayton Christian game will be played at Brookville. And the winner of the... I believe it's Eagles for East Dayton Christian... Let's find out together, everybody, because that's the most fun part about this podcast. I know they're fairly young in terms of a school. It is Eagles. Look at me go. I think they're right next to the old Kroger on Spinning Road, or right by it. They're by the base housing. Let's zoom up and see exactly where that is. Ha! It's down the road. Okay. So for some reason, I thought they were East Dayton. No, I'm not trying to be a smart, but I mean, like, you know, where third turns in the airway, that area. But no, no, it's not. So East Dayton Christian School is right there. Okay. The more I know and until I forget. Winter Tri-Village EDC will get on the 18th the Lewisburg Tri-County North Panthers. This will be at Brookville. So not a bad trip for TCN. Uh, Tri-Village, not an awful trip. East State and Christian, eh, a little longer. But that'll be your 18th at 5. And there's also one right after that. These two teams do not get to play in the first round. As number 7, Franklin Monroe, gets number 5, Yellow Springs, on the 18th at 7.30 at Brookville. If you think that's the last bracket, actually it's not, because I did mention... I will dive into the Van Wart district because I think there's some northern schools that we have missed. I will give a good quick check. And actually, I think there are one a total of one school. Now this area, this is Michael Hearn's area. Go follow him. Uh, Michael Hearn PBP does a great job with his podcast. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I do listen to Hearns every week. I can proudly say that. Anyway, Delfo St. John's, the six-seeded Blue Jays, will play on the 17th at 7 against Leipzig, the fifth seed at Leipzig. And that's all the local teams. You know, Van Wertz is in this bracket, and that makes sense because, you know, for some reason I thought they had to be in their own district, but never mind. And that's it. I believe I've covered all the local schools. I know I covered Southwest Ohio to a T. It's always that fuzzy area of Northern Miami Valley that I'm always worried that I missed a school. But you know what? Like I said, it's not on local radio. It's on this podcast. And again, if you want, you go to OHSAA.org. Then you go to Sports and Tournaments. Click on that arrow. Go to Basketball Girls. Wait until your page loads. Maybe you have a faster computer than I do. I don't know. They go to 2021 Girls Basketball Tournament coverage. But before you do that, you see that the tournament draw was January 31st. And the sectional tournament starts on the 8th, just six days away before we start playoffs.
and load that up. Then you go to State Ride Tournament Brackets, bing, and also there's a link for tournament tickets as well. And then you can look at all the wonderful brackets there are. There are a ton. And find out for yourself, you know. I thought I did a very good job telling you who's playing, where, and when. But in case you want to go over and double check, that's how to. So let's tell you a little bit about the upcoming tournament draws. Before we talk about Cincinnati Country Day and then we bid you adieu. The boys' basketball tournament draw will be February 7th. So, can't really talk about that until then. And for ice hockey, I think we have to wait a little bit longer. I believe the tournament draw is the 10th of the month. And yes, indeed it is. We do have a conference uh, brackets to talk about. In fact... You know, Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League only just... Only just the six teams. It's only going to be, what, three games? No, three games, and then... But wait. How, how are you going to do that? Because maybe first the top four teams get in, and then semis final, I guess? Maybe give the top two teams a bye, and then... Yeah, I think that's probably the most fair to do. Looking at the Capital Hockey Conference... The Blue Jackets Cup. Always loved it that it's named after the team. And nothing up as of yet. But that'll be played the weekend of the 12th, 13th, and 14th of February. As will the Southwest Ohio High School Hockey League one. And that's it. That's girls basketball wrapped up for you here on episode 201 of the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. Good luck to all the local teams and bring us home some state title banners. Oh, before we made you adieu, there was the one thing I like to talk about. Cincinnati Country Day. You know how the whole flooding is going on. You might think it's a big crock, or you might love the fact that, you know, there's more respect given to Native Americans. We're turning into... I like to think we're turning into a civilization that is more enlightened, but let's not talk about that. This is written by Madeline Mitchell of the Cincinnati Inquirer. Cincinnati Country Day, no longer the Indians, new mascot, the Nighthawks. And I really like this name. One, because of the fact that... Thank you for that, Cincinnati.com. I did not mean to click out that. One, because it's unique. Yeah, there's Hawks. Riverview East Academy is the Hawks. Uh, there's the Firehawks of Lakota West. I feel like there's another Hawk team. There's the Blackhawks of Mississippi Valley, but that's Dayton, not Cincinnati. So you get what I'm saying. It's unique right off the bat. There's not a lot of teams that are called the Hawks. Second off, there's no teams called the Nighthawks. So there you go. So it's pretty huge. The article is starting off saying the new mascots, the Nighthawk, head of school, Tony, uh, Tony Jakarki announced Friday. August, the school board voted to change the use of the Indian mascot, which was adopted back in the 1950s. Jakarki and the Board of Trustees, President Joel Brandt, sent overwhelming majority of the school's community members voted a desire to change the mascot last summer. And then the Greater Cincinnati Native American Coalition also urged Country Day to cease use of its Native American mascot. Again, 
not going to argue what your thoughts are on it. I personally think, you know, if it's derogatory against Indians, then get rid of it, you know? If you're celebrating the heritage of the Native Americans, then, you know, maybe we can talk a little bit about that. But, you know, like I said, you know, I'm not going to argue what your thoughts are. It's happened. It's happening in Anderson. I'm sure there's going to be a few more schools changing the mascots. It's not over by a long shot. So, let's roll on down. The Nighthawk is officially the school's new mascot, effective immediately, according to a Friday notice, just before girls' basketball playoffs, too. So, there you go. This is a historic time for us as a school community. It will foster a greater connection to our school for generations of Nighthawks to come. Nighthawks are recognized for being goal-oriented, resilient, and determined. Nighthawks are highly tactical leaders that plan their approach with consistentness, wait, Consciousness, ferocity, and precision. Ah, uh, con- consistentness. Yes, that's that's the thing. Consciousness. So why do Nighthawks have like goals in their nests? I'm like, I want to fly over the cat that keeps trying to attack me, and then make him angry. Yes, that's a goal. You get what I'm saying. Just being silly. Officials said there was more than 350 mascot suggestions, including the original submission list. The list was narrowed to 16 semifinalists and then 5 finalists. Bears, Chargers, Trailblazers, and Wolves. Trailblazers is neat, but there's a homeschool community in Cincinnati that's called the Trailblazers. I don't think they have football, but I know I see Cincinnati Homestead occasionally and again, homeschool. Or do I see homeschool on there? Something like that. Wolves? West Claremont kind of has that. Chargers? That's pretty neat. That would have been original. Bears. Uh, Cincinnati area. I don't think there's a Cincinnati area school with a bear. And, of course, I'm going to kick myself once I get off the air. It's like, oh, yeah, that team does. Crap. But, no, I can't really think of any school that does. Honestly. So, yeah, pretty unique names. More than 1,400 votes were cast in the process, according to release. The Nighthawk mascot received the highest number of votes, you know, because they won, among each stakeholder group, students, alumni, faculty, and staff. So, congrats. Now, they won't have new mascot imagery for school spirit stuff on the uniforms until the next school year, 2021-2022. But at the same time, you know, it's a turning point. It's a new beginning. It's something that Cincinnati Country Day will be able to hold on to for a very long time. So, congrats, Cincinnati College Day. Great look. Can't wait to see the logos and everything. And you got a unique name. And that will do it for episode 201 of the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Again, 202 and 203 will be the boys basketball and ice hockey tournament draws and we cannot wait to talk about that by we i mean me because it's my podcast and i do everything on it so until 202 ladies and gentlemen this has been episode 201 of the cincinnati dayton sports podcast and i'm your host lee w mallon saying so long we'll talk to you again real soon
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. Be sure and bookmark SindayPod.com, the official website of the local Sunday Sports Podcast. From there, you can find your favorite way of listening to future episodes on platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and more. You can also find the Redbubble and Public shops there too, where all podcast merchandise purchases go to help the podcaster. Follow on social media at Pod and Lee W. Mowen on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This closing theme was created with the Splash app. This is Lee W. Mowen saying thank you again for listening, and we'll talk more local Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports next time.